Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. And all I'll say to you is, here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> my word. There is some psycho tendencies going on in this episode, aren't there? So, um, I mean, I know I've just gone right to the end there, but where would you like to start today? We've got a start. We've missed a square jaw. Fucking Mr. Condescending, good old Benny Bennett, Dave. Now, we start off where we left off in the last episode with him and Noah, sat with Taisha. I've got to say, she does not stand fools gladly at all. She, she, I, I applaud the fact that she doesn't give a shit. However, she doesn't have a very good poker face, Dave, because when Bennett was telling her his story, which was... You know, it was the Disney Disneyfied version of what he'd done to nowhere, wasn't it? You know, the whole <laughs> when you watch that recap and the box thing comes out and that was fucking well out of order. If if you'd said that to blokes at their normal life like that, someone saying that's you, Dave, you'd be pretty much running across the room at and wouldn't you? Or you'd be offering him outside. You wouldn't yeah. take that sort of nonsense. It's totally disrespectful. There's only one way that's gonna go, either a massive argument or a massive punch up. And Bennett. You know, he did say to Noah, I, I'm from, I know I'm different from everyone else. And I'm like, yeah, you are, because that fucking brush you've got stuck up your arse, you just, he's so, t- I just, I, he's so like uptight, so, so uh, not aware of his own surroundings. Like, Noah and didn't do himself any favors whatsoever. And I think Tasha was right to pull him up for being a smart arse and smiling and that. And I think she should have just binned them both off. But Bennett come off worse again. And then when Noah was telling her, what he'd done, he tried to explain and Tasha was having none of it. I was looking at her thinking she's going to bid him off as well, but she didn't, did she? She sort of, when she came back in the room, she went, I don't know what you're smiling at. And I was yeah, like, oh, go yeah. on, give it him, give it him. She, she'd make a good teacher, wouldn't she? Or, or just a good mum, you know, <laughs> just like you fucking, you know you're in trouble. Sit your ass down and you're going to hear what I've got to say. I, I thought, yeah, I thought she might have been a little bit harsh on Noah, you know. And and I don't think he argued his corner particularly well. I mean, he could have properly thrown Bennett under the bus a lot more than he did, I think. Um, and like I say, I don't particularly like Noah, but I, in this particular scenario, he was just a lot worse than Bennett. But you know what? Um, I learned something, Chris. I mean, he said this before, but I actually jotted it down for myself now. And it's, it is that condescending way he speaks to Noah and, and other people around him. He says there's four competencies of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. You know what, Chris? Someone at some point in uh, Bennett's life has said to him, your EQ is shit. <laughs> yeah, Probably not in those ways, but you really need to work on your EQ. Your intelligence, your IQ is very, very high, but frankly, you don't interact well with people. Here, read a book. He's digested that book. He's worked out the zip, 
this framework that you can think of you've got these four quadrants that that you can kind of put into these different boxes and he's gone right i've read that book i now know how to interact with humans <laughs> <laughs> like a robot game yeah. you see him in films he's like you fucking know, data, just down, data from star it. trek <laughs> yeah yeah, I've, I've read a book on how to change oil on a car. I'm now a mechanic. Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that, Ben. I agree, Dave. That That is a great explanation of Bennett because it's just what I don't get. I don't see anything with Tasha at all. And he even dropped the L word in there with her. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck me. You've really dropped a bollock here, Bennett, because you can clearly see she sort of says, like, he makes me feel special. He makes me... I'm like, I cannot see that. We've only... They've only been together for about two weeks, haven't they, realistically, the way this has all been shot, because what happened with Claire? I, I can't see it. I don't know what he's going on about. There must be stuff that's on the cutting room floor that we're not seeing, because I think there's no chemistry whatsoever between them two. I don't see a lot. I mean, they had the whole truth conversation, didn't they? And they, they had a bit of a connection there but I don't really see that much at all I, I I just I don't know what's going on in his head but I don't really believe him either so I mean we'll we'll cover other events but obviously the big reveal at the end is that fucking uh, Patrick Bateman fucking shows up at the end there. <laughs> and if the cameras weren't there, I would possibly fear for Tasha's life. You know, that big shit-eating grin that he's got. It's like, oh, you thought you got rid of me. Um, and he, like I say, he says, he pops out that he's loved her and that he's never felt this way about anyone before. Now, Chris, what what is that that I can smell? <laughs> You're right, Dave. And we're 200 miles away, but even I can smell the bullshit, my friend. What a load of bollocks. Girls, if a guy says that to you and he's not fucking 14, right, chances are it's bullshit. I'm not having it. That, you know, he's never felt this way about anyone. That, you know, sharing a slight, you know, a slice of time with this one girl who's dating all these other guys as well. It is just such horseshit, and I just don't know what his agenda is. I don't know whether it's to whether he has got some genuine feelings because I can believe that, but not that he's got fucking feelings that he's never felt before. It, it's just nonsense, and I don't know whether it's that or whether it's just you know he's just trying desperately to stay on the show and trying to make this big play. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I can't work him out. But I, I've said for the last couple of episodes that I just think he, he's come across like a pompous prick. Um, now he comes across like a privileged, um, entitled, pompous prick. <laughs> you know you know what it reminds me of, Dave? It reminds me of when in movies they portray an Englishman like Colin Firth or Hugh Grant. That very stiff upper, you know, he's, a, he's he is an investment based an investment banker. He's the guy at work where someone's using the phone or someone's having a chat in the corner. He's fucking texting the boss or emailing the boss, going they're, they're talking, they should be working. He's a right, he's one of them grassing fuckers, isn't it? Who's just <laughs> stepped on people. But he is. He just reminds me that he should be English. He should be that Hugh Grant, proper uh, Oxford educated, you know. Uh, upper class fucking tough that you know that that is basically what 100 percent of hollywood portrays us as and we're not like that at all but um yeah it, it, it's weird he's, he is weird dave he's like a caricature of an english gentry person i see i if i think of a, a 
typical Hugh Grant type character. I think of him as being awkwardly posh English. So he's like, oh yes, I'm uh, desperately can't get my words out. And oh, you, you see, the thing is, I, I really quite love you. You know, uh, see, to me, that's the Hugh Grant type. Colin Firth, yeah, maybe, maybe just that awkwardness and and you know, uh, maybe the the Colin Firth in Bridget Jones's Diary, maybe you know the that kind of awkward um, self. But but now I I still maintain he's fucking. Those pair of twats out of fucking trading places. You know, whatever those old guys <laughs> yeah, are yeah. who basically destroy other people's, <laughs> other people's lives for a fucking $1 bet, you know, and just doesn't give a shit about the chaos that he, he, he sort of wreaks havoc in everyone else's lives. That, that's, more what, that's more what I see him as. So, you know what, Dave? You, you could be right. You could be right. Either way, he's an absolute prick, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, like you say, he gets booted. And if there was ever a return for a character in one of these reality shows, the I mean, we don't know the context of what's happened, but I tell you now what's going to go on here before we even see it. Noah is going to get booted out of the door and you're going to swap him for Bennett. Honestly, it's so obvious. Ooh, you reckon? Yeah, I I, I can see. It. And, you, you know, look, we, we're what these guys, the mid-30s, most of these guys. I know Noah's 25. But like anybody, Dave, we've all, you know, we're early 40s. We've all got things that we're not proud of. We've all got problems in families. Nobody grows up in life with the perfect family. It doesn't matter who you are. And, and I get it. And a lot of these guys, as this episode has gone on, have basically... They've gone to a job interview and faked the CV, haven't they, Dave? They faked, as he would say in America, your resume. Because every fucker is shitting it, aren't they, about what's going to come out? No more so than Riley. I mean, that, that you know, Riley took her on a date, didn't he? And, yeah. and it was nice. And, and he'd said to her, like, you know, uh, really like, it's been a week since we've been boyfriend and girlfriend. I didn't understand I that. I thought that. I thought, you know, in Love Island, you've got like... Um, you know, basically, they've got to be shagging for four weeks, haven't they, before they'll declare boyfriend and girlfriend. Whereas he's yeah. straight fucking in there. They're not even exclusive. <laughs> you don't care, Dave. <laughs> yeah, boyfriend and girlfriend. I, I thought that was strange. But i tell you what, what else is strange, Chris? I wrote some notes up this week, and I've put down, you know, Riley took her to the side and celebrated their anniversary, had a snog. I've then got Zach C, big snog with Tasha. I've then got Ben. Also had a big snog with Tasha. And then I've got Brendan. Had a bit of a snog with Tasha too. <laughs> <laughs> just in quick succession. She's just laying it on all the blokes. And I've got to say, Chris, there is something that pissed me off quite a lot, honestly, with uh, with Tasha this this week. And and given what I've just said, can you guess what it is? You weren't kissing her, Dave. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she did look fucking stunning, didn't she? Uh, yeah, you know, in yeah, that dress particularly. But, but no. When they had the lie detector test a bit later, and then Zach he gets asked the question, you know, have you ever cheated on anyone? And Zach says straight away, balls out, yes, yes, I have. And then she's all like, well, this is 
non-negotiable and you know she pulls zach for the first chat at the cocktail party or you know to, to basically quiz him to interrogate him chris what is this whole fucking cheating story and i'm like can someone help me understand what the fuck do you define cheating as because you're going around laying it on all these blokes but that's somehow not cheating i don't get it <laughs> I don't get it, Chris, because for me, I, don't. I said this, you know, if you if you went to, let's say you did this at a prom, because when I say disco, people don't know what I'm on about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so you did that there. That would be classed as cheating. So, so are we talking intercourse? If you say you, you cheated, does that mean you've had intercourse with someone else? Does kissing not count? I need answers, Chris. Well, I'm sure, Dave, that, you know, in my being married, that I'm sure that Sam wouldn't be very happy if I went around snogging a load of women or vice versa. She's snogging a load of men, Dave. That's cheating, isn't it? I know we're, we're married. It's a slightly different concept. But I do find it really alien that these guys, and a lot of it seemed dead fate, like with Riley and that. Like, with some of the other guys, it seems genuine like there's a bit of a build-up and it's like can i kiss you can i not kiss you and she reciprocates and they both go for it with people like riley and some of the comments over the like when i've watched this through this series it seems like the producers have just nudged them what we need a kiss now and and they'll come out with some stupid comment i mean that we, we, we're exclusive we're girlfriend and boyfriend and the next minute he's got her in a fucking headlock and he like let's go for it not in a not in a <laughs> aggressive way but and then you've got Brendan the same. I don't see anything with Brendan at all, other than the fact that he has lovely turtleneck jumpers on, Dave. But <laughs> they, they, he gets to then in a, a dead awkward kiss. And I'm like, but that doesn't seem genuine. The only ones that seemed genuine was Ben and Zach. And I've got a problem with Ben, Dave. I'll be honest with you. I want your opinion on this. And, and please shut me up if you think I'm stepping over the line, because I, I, I know it was such a... Um, such a hard thing for him to say because he's been holding something back, Annie, and he has got a lot of issues, the lad. And and the fact that he mentioned, unfortunately, eventually he, he admitted to Tasha that he, you know, he tried to take his own life in 2018. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm so glad that he, obviously he didn't. He's getting the help he needs and everything. But why did he tell her, Dave, and said, "I've not even told my sister"? And it was like they were having a conversation in a coffee shop. No, Ben, you're on live TV where every fucker's going to see it, including your sister. Now, he must have told her before this aired, but I'm like, that didn't add up for me, Dave, if that makes sense. The whole story, I, I, I'm not going to question him or say he's lying, because if he's lying, that is horrendous. But I just found it really bizarre that, is that a producer thing? If they give him a fucking nudge saying, look, we need some absolutely drama. You know, like the X Factor, like, you know, me, me dog's passed away last week or whatever. We need to get the whole, like I said last week, the whole we'll raise you up music and all this. It just seemed really forced. And I felt like Ben himself was put in a situation he didn't want to be in, to be honest. I don't know quite how I read this one, to be honest. But there's something off about it. I, and I don't know if it's just like you say, it's the fact that, well, he, he says my sister doesn't even know. Um, and and he does say, well, she obviously will now, meaning when it airs at yeah. least. And you're right, he might have had that conversation as soon as he got out of La Quinta. But, right, it's 2020, Chris. He said he's had two failed suicide attempts in 2018 and 2019. So his last one, his second attempt, was last year. The first time this was supposed to 
shoot was earlier in the year. So yes. I'm trying to wrap my head around when in the year, you know, when in the year was this? But also, so suicide is something we take quite seriously, isn't it? You know, we yeah, obviously with yeah. all of the Caroline Flack stuff from Love Island and, and um, you know, it, it's something we do take seriously. But, you know, when you're, when you're in that position and you, you're kind of, you see it as the only way out. And it's not that you're, you kind of want everyone else. You don't want to hurt anyone else, but you almost feel like that's your only out that, you know, that's the least amount of pain for everyone. Um, you know, and I, like I say, you, you're not thinking linearly, you're not, you're not being rational. But for me to come on a reality TV show the year after, you've not had enough time, really, in my mind, to properly get over whatever it was that put you in that place in the first in the yes. first place. Yes. It, it, it's, you know, we're, we're from, like, the Rocky generation, aren't we? We love our Rocky movies. And basically, you know, you can be down and out, and then you basically have a five-minute training montage, which looks like it, it's, you know, shot over about a week <laughs> you train yeah. up and then you're ready to fight Apollo Creed for the uh for the heavyweight title belt. You know, it, it's that instant like oh you do something and then life's better. Something like that, you know, takes a long time to properly get over whatever the root causes are. So I don't know what it is I find off about it, but there is something off about that. Either he's just lying that he's like totally fine now and he's totally over it. Can't help but think of Ross. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or, you know, he's, he's over embellishing maybe what those thoughts were or, or, you know, whether he did actually have an attempt. I, I don't know, Chris, I, and it's such a serious subject. I don't really like to call it out that there seems something wrong with it, but I just, honestly, I, I'm just not buying it. No, that that that's it. Is it so serious? It looks to me like it's a producer nudge to Ben. Really, I'm wondering whether he's told him, but didn't want to disclose him because he was so awkward revealing it. And then he said, like, he's glad he's revealed it. Great, no problem. At least tell your fucking sister, you know what, like what she she's done for you, because she might even be offended by that, Dave. You know, like, well, why? Why have you thought that? Just speak to me. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I I'll forgive him for that, but it. it it would then push me further into the place where I'm thinking, you know what? He's not really resolved things properly. He's not properly healed and over everything. Yeah. Because it, it sometimes does take your brain a little bit of time to just catch up. And, and, you know, maybe in that moment, he didn't even realize what she'd done, what she'd said to kind of, to, to save him mentally. Cause I'm assuming, you know, we're not talking about a, a physical thing here and maybe it's just taken him a while to properly rationalize that and go you know what if she hadn't done that i'd have probably gone through with it properly yeah yeah so so i i'm okay with that bit of it yeah that, i mean like i say it's, it's difficult it's difficult to talk about so anyway i will we'll leave that at that and i want people's opinions on that what do you think do you think we i'm off or you know are we right are we wrong it just seemed too 
I don't know. Like you said, it was just something not right about it. It, so. it was forced, wasn't it? it yeah, it, it, yeah. The whole thing felt forced. Um, and like I say, maybe something will come out, you know, in the coming weeks or what have you. But the thing is, you know, there's got to be truth to it. You know, because he'll be on all these interviews after, so he can't he can't lie about something like that. I guess the thing that I'm questioning is just how over that he is, and and you know how much of a confident, outgoing personality these these sort of things leave their scars, don't they? Yeah, and and also you got to question the show if they can they know he's gone through this and he's been open because he's not just going to say that and not not give somebody the heads up he's going to say it because I like I say I think he's told them beforehand. The producers, surely somebody must have psych- psychoanalyzed him and, and genuinely done some sort of mental health assessment on him to say, actually, he's okay to do this, considering he had to go in lockdown for two weeks before they even started filming. going to say something controversial now, Chris. Okay. The show does not give a fucking shit. <laughs> the show <laughs> does not care. One bit. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what else it doesn't care about, Chris. And, and you say about the blokes, you know, they, they gave up two weeks of their lives, you know, to quarantine before they even went into this thing. Adam fucking Hambrick. Is he in the bubble now, is he? I know. <laughs> It's fucking bullshit. It's fucking bullshit, right? Anyone could just fucking wander into La Quinta and just do a little, do their thing for a day and then fuck off. The bubble is bollocks, Chris. It is bollocks, Dave. I'm glad you said that. It's fucking bullshit. Absolute nonsense. They've rented out this whole commune, aren't they, for this whole experience. We're going to get all sorts of... I'm sure Claire and Dale are still uh, fucking swinging from the lampshades at some point. We'll probably see <laughs> fucking M2 pop up, won't we? But you, you know what, Dave? You know, like, moving on slightly, what was the situation with Riley? So, so I get he was talking about his dad and said he was dead close to his dad. He was a bit of a hero of his, and then he fell out, and he took all his stuff away from his mom, and... He had to change his name. And I, I don't know, again, is this because it's obviously this thing with the families. There's loads of things that all these lot have not said on their applications for this show. And then they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to bring this out. Did they not think if they got further along that there wouldn't be some sort of family interaction or some sort of thing about the real lives outside this show? Because it just seems like everyone's just bottling it going, fuck me, I'm going to have to say something now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fully get the thing with Riley, um, why he got quite so emotional. But I tell you who else, you know, Zach. Zach got really emotional, didn't he? Just oh, at the yeah. mere suggestion. That, yeah. Now, given that I'd said, you know, he, he was fucking robbing from uh, his parents and that. And, you know, can you really bl- blame that on, on the brain tumour and stuff? And it just struck me as, as a bit of an odd reaction. For both of them, you know, what, what is going on in their head that sparks off such a fucking emotional reaction at the mere suggestion that Tasha's going to meet your parents? Exactly. Uh, it's bizarre. Again, I like to say, I think they've all lied, to be honest, to get where they are on the show. And very bizarre. Now, now, Dave, we lost three guys today. We lost uh, Demar, Spencer and Ed. Uh, obviously, your, we had the whole Ed. Mate Ed. Oh, no, no, it's Jason, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Jason. Oh, don't, no, no, no. So, so just a quick one. Obviously, we didn't do, if you didn't catch it on our Facebook page, we didn't do a catch-up and letters episode bonus one this weekend. I was doing a, a 24-hour game stream for um, a Cancer Support in uh, the UK, which is a great charity that helps families and 
just supports them. They have Macmillan nurses and everything when people are in like palliative care and end of life care. So uh, very close to myself and probably a lot of people listening. Uh, I just did it as, as like a thing. and had a few friends jump on. You'd come on, Dave, and saw me get beat at the right time by your football team, which I was not happy It was with. glorious. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So so that's where I was, guys, because we, we, I think Lorraine had asked uh, where was the episode. And we have got a hell of a lot of uh, emails and letters to go through, haven't we, Dave? So we are going to be doing our bonus episode again. But, Dave, we have got a write-up about the show, haven't we? We have. Um, have you got it to hand? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Chris, because I kind of need to go. Um, why, why don't we do this? Why don't we put out a, a mini bonus episode, right? Because we, we didn't cover the emails or the write-up from last week. And then hopefully, guys, if you've got any comments, any thoughts about this episode, send them in and we'll do that one on Saturday. Um, but Chris, we'll figure out sometime in between now and then. We'll just jump on, do do the emails quick, and then uh, yeah, yeah, we'll handle it that way. Okay, because our good friend Lauren, Dave, you're going to have to read that one out. I can't wait to discuss that email. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so let's do that. So, right, guys, if you want to contact us at cdrealitycast at gmail.com, uh, not at cds, but cdrealitycast at gmail.com if you want to email us, sorry, on social media at cdrealitycast. Uh, and like Dave said, get your emails in, get your Facebook posts in, Twitter posts, and we'll read them out. We have got a few to go through, and there's some funny ones, especially... Uh, good old lauren there dave so uh, yeah fantastic so anyway my friend i will see you next time bye now